All right, guys, what's going on? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football. Like always, I'm your co-host, Ryan, with you guys today. And uh, we got the whole gang back together for this one, for our week two recap today. We got me, Nate, and Dorian all together today here to talk to you guys about our week two recap and uh, fantasy football, you know, bright spots and uh, lots of bad spots. Uh, well, I wouldn't say bad spots, but, you know, lots of uh, bad spots this Past weekend with uh, injuries, I'm sure everyone listening knows about that. But uh, before we get into that, obviously, I'll introduce my co-host. Uh, what's going on, guys? How you doing today? Yo, uh, I'm doing pretty well today. Uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely been a tough week for uh, for NFL fans and NFL players alike. You know, uh, lots of lots of unfortunate injuries this week. Uh, but at the same time, there were definitely some bright spots, some really competitive games. Uh, something that I noticed, I thought the refereeing was, like, pretty good, like, this week. I don't know. That's kind of a random thing. But there were a lot of really tight games that I felt like were just played out on football. Like, there were no, like, controversial, like, pass interference type things that got in the way. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. I enjoyed watching this week quite a bit. Uh, Dorian, how are you doing today? Man, you know, you know me. I'm doing, I'm doing good all the time. You, everyone who's watching, man, we got – the jerseys back here. I got a brand new background. I'm excited for that. I'll introduce a new friend. Uh, you know, usually we would hey, have uh, we would have replacing Carlos. we would have Ed. Carlos Alaplant. We are now replacing him with uh, Timothy the Wavy, whatever you would call this, <laughs> like a noodle or something. He he he's he's like I don't even know. He's like a foot tall, but yeah, we him got, the we noodle. Got, Tim the Noodle, yeah, well, that's what we'll call him. Tim the Noodle, I'm going to turn him off for now, not waste the battery. I actually got, like, these two 66-inch inflatable palm trees coming uh, from Amazon, so we're going to put that in the background in the room. Uh, right now, we got the Juice is Loose flag, as you can see. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we got this ugly uh, Eagles Super Bowl-like banner from my roommate, which I hate looking at every morning. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, today, you know, we're here to talk about our week two recap, and we'll also go into the uh, Monday night football game tonight, which I'm sure Nate is looking forward to talking about. But uh, I'm going to go over probably the biggest takeaway from this weekend is, you know, as a Giants fan, I'm I'm depressed. I mean, it sucks to see, you know, our star running back, our star player pretty much go down for the season. And uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, get better, man. It really, really sucks to see that. But uh, we'll start off with this Giants game. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, offense in this game. Uh, Giants started to lead a comeback towards the end. Unfortunately, we came up uh, short. But uh, Daniel Jones, uh, I don't know how to feel about him for the rest of the season, honestly. I think he's going to be kind of a bottom uh, 15 quarterback in fantasy. I wouldn't be, feel confident starting him. Uh, Deion Lewis, I wouldn't – I wouldn't jump ahead just yet to pick up Deion Lewis on your waiver wires because uh, news today, uh, Devontae Freeman went and uh, had a visit with the Giants. So I'd be, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, picked him up for the rest of the season. And if we do, then definitely pick up Devontae Freeman. He could definitely be a good add. Uh, Evan Ingram had a very good bounce back game, in my opinion. Uh, six catches, 65 yards. Nothing spectacular, but obviously still decent game. Uh, Darius Slayton uh, was quiet this one. I don't expect it to be like that for majority of the year. Uh, on the bear side of the ball, uh, David Montgomery has been looking really good this season so far. I would slot him into the RB2 uh, you know, category for fantasy for the remainder of the year, honestly, just based off of the uh, workload that he's getting and uh, the production he's gotten, uh, he's done. Uh, so far in the first two games, uh, Allen Robinson was, you know, it was, it was a quiet game. A lot of, uh, from 
this entire game for fantasy wise, mostly just David Montgomery and that was really it. And like Evan Ingram, I mean, outside of like Saquon getting hurt, we had Deion Lewis had a touchdown, but really outside of that, not a whole lot. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, this entire game? Yeah, you know, uh, for me, I really. I thought that David Montgomery definitely had a really solid game. Uh, that was something that I was looking at to make a jump in year two. Uh, I wasn't too sure if it was going to happen just because I was kind of pumping the brakes a little bit in year one. Uh, he did not perform so well in year one. But uh, so far, it's been looking pretty good. Uh, he was efficient as a pass catcher, even though he didn't have a whole lot of volume, only three targets. But he took those three targets for 45 yards and a touchdown, which is always huge for fantasy. You know, He had 13.5 PPR points just through the air, uh, not to mention his rushing workload. Uh, on the Giants side, if you took my advice last week and traded high on Darius Slayton, you're probably feeling pretty good right now. Uh, I do expect that he'll definitely kind of average out, like return to the mean, maybe at around like 12 points per game ish. But you're not going to see those like you're not going to see those 20. You might see like one or two more 27 type point outbursts, but that's not something that you're going to consistently get. And I'd say he's more on the flex radar, if anything. Uh, Daniel Jones, not confidence, not confidence inspiring today. You know, he's really uh, people people like him as an option because of his rushing floor, but he really didn't show that. He only rushed three times for 21 yards today, uh, so not a whole lot of a floor there. Uh, Mr. Trubisky, obviously, he played all right from like a football perspective, and they won the game, but he's not a fantasy option that you should be looking at at all. Don't even think about it. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. my recap. Everyone, all the listeners know how much we love that man, Mitch. <laughs> Everyone yeah. knows about that. Uh, Dorian, what were your thoughts on this one? I mean, my thoughts are Mr. Trubisky has been playing pretty well this season. I mean, he, he's been pretty decent, surpri- surprisingly. Um, but like you guys said, David Montgomery was probably the lone bright spot in this game. Um, Evan Ingram had a, had a decent game. I just want to say I was totally wrong on Saquon Barkley. Obviously, we know he got hurt, but I thought he was going to be the number one running back. Clearly, isn't going to be number one running back anymore. He's going to be probably like 101. Something like that, you know. He'll be he'll be number one in some sort of category. Number one in getting abused by his O line. Oh my god! No, actually, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. You know, it it really sucks what happened with uh, Saquon. Uh, definitely stay updated if you are a Saquon owner. Stay updated on the Giants' backfield. Uh, seeing if they sign anyone. You know, you don't want to rush. Uh, rush out there to waiver wire pickup of uh, Dion Lewis and then them have them like sign Devontae Freeman. So definitely just be careful with that. Hopefully you got someone on your uh, bench that you could start. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, see, yeah, go ahead, Nate. Yeah, let's just be abundantly clear here. Uh, Saquon Barkley in week one, obviously Saquon Barkley is immensely talented. That O-line sucks. He didn't do anything on the ground. Dion Lewis comes in, didn't do anything on the ground. 10 rushes for 20 yards. Um this isn't a backfield that I really would want to buy into. I think if you're a Saquon owner at this point, it might just be worth cutting your losses here. You don't really want to start a subpar Giants running back behind that O-line. Uh, it just might not be the move. That's my two cents on it. Yeah, that, def- um, that definitely makes sense. Go ahead, Dorian. Yeah, no, I just want to say I managed to pull off a trade for Saquon. There's one person in one of my leagues, huge Giants fan, and I texted him on Monday night, last Monday night, and I was like, hey, uh, what, what are you going to give me for Saquon Barkley? He was like, oh. I'll give you Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I was like, <laughs> So you you <laughs> traded away Barkley and got Clyde? I traded oh, away Barkley and I got a Clyde. Move. Oh, I you're a happy man. man. You're a happy man right now. <laughs> I got Clyde and I got Cooper Cup for oh my gosh. Saquon and Julian Edelman. 
Hey, I mean, that's an A plus trade. I mean, I, I mean, if we were granted it then, then like maybe it'd be different. But now, I mean, that's A plus. You know, credit to you right there, man. Uh, but I'm gonna move on to another game. I'm sure uh, Dorian will love talking about this one. The comeback by Dak Prescott and the Cowboys against the Atlanta blow the lead every single game Falcons. Uh, this was a great game, honestly. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, a lot of offense, which for me is always a very enjoyable game. We had Matt Ryan throw four touchdowns. You know, I'm sorry, Matt Ryan. Your team's just always telling you, man. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Nate was completely right about Ridley. And I, I agreed with him in preseason, too. I thought Ridley was going to be good this season. I didn't think this good so far. Man has uh, four touchdowns on the year already, which is just superb. Uh, Russell Gage is uh, another bright spot of this team. He had uh, six catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown touchdown uh gage can maybe slot into that flex uh flex role for some of you guys out there uh julio jones you know quiet game from him two catches 24 yards don't expect that uh from majority of the season obviously uh hayden hurst had a great game as well five catches 72 yards and a touchdown and uh, on the Cowboys side of the ball, uh, Dak Prescott, only one throwing touchdown, but he had three rushing touchdowns. So great game out of Prescott for all you fantasy owners who uh, have him out there. Uh, I think he got like 39 points. So that's just superb. You can't ask for anything uh, anything more out of that, really. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 89 uh, yards and a touchdown. Solid game again. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, six catches, 106 yards. Great game. Uh, I want to say as a uh, Michael Gallup owner in a lot of my leagues, uh, I'm kind of starting to get worried about Gallup a little bit. You know, obviously he's a very talented receiver, but the workload's just been kind of like not great for you. He hasn't really been getting a lot of looks in the last two games. I'm starting uh, Deontay Johnson uh, on the Steelers over him this week in uh, or week three over Gallup just because I feel like Johnson has a, you know, bigger target share on that uh, Steelers offense compared to Gallup. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, you know, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. I think Deontay Johnson has obviously looked really good. Uh, and like you said, Gallup's workload has been inconsistent thus far. You know, he's had some good quarters, some good catches. Uh, obviously, he had one big one called back. I think that was last week. Um, but it's definitely been an inconsistent workload, and Deontay Johnson has gotten a lot of looks. So I, I don't disagree with that there. Uh, something I do – there are a couple things from this game that I really want to call attention to. One you already did for me. Calvin Ridley just went off. Uh, two, I want to talk about Matt Ryan for a little bit. Uh, if you'll remember, two years ago, Matt Ryan, I believe, went for 4,900 yards, had 35 touchdowns to, to single-digit interceptions, and they went 7-9. and nine. Like, that's an MVP-caliber season stats-wise, and they went 7-9. and nine. This Falcons team is terrible in every aspect of the game except for their passing offense every single year, and it's really painful. Um, this looks to be happening again. I mean, Matt Ryan has just had two back-to-back games where he's looked fantastic. In his stat line this game, he had 273 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, with a 126.3 passer rating. Like, he's looking like a really solid quarterback out there, Uh, even, like, elite, honestly. But this team, like uh, like you guys said, is just selling him out. Uh, Yangwei Koo. Best kicker in fantasy, not going to lie. This is a guy that you want to have. I draft in every league because this Falcons offense is so high volume. Uh, Great onside kicker, but unfortunately, Falcons weren't the ones getting the onside kicks last game. That was the Cowboys. I'm going to break down that play for a second. Cowboys kick the ball. It rolls a little bit, rolls a little bit, rolls a little bit, like a yard at a time, super slow. And it's, like, painful to watch. I'm screaming at the TV, like, the Falcons, you can pick the ball up. You don't have to wait (laughs) 10 yards. 
Like the Cowboys have to wait 10 yards because that's the rule for a kicking team. They can't touch the ball until it's after 10 yards. The Falcons could just jump on it, but they're just watching the ball. Like it's like a nuclear bomb or something. They don't want to touch, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, hey, I love the comparison to a nuclear bomb. <laughs> no, it's great. just like, it, it was a very, it was a very dumb play. Uh, it hurt because I like watching good football, which I've said many times. And, uh, this was dumb football. It, it was a fun game still. It was a shootout. Still a lot of fun to watch. But that last, that last onside kick, damn, that, that was pretty dumb. Dorian, what did you think about that? I'm sure you loved it. It might have been fun for you guys, but as a Cowboys fan, I, I was suffering the whole time. I was on the phone with my friend, and he was like, man, it was 20 to 0. I was like, man, this game is over. He was like, nah, don't count it out yet. Don't count it out yet. And I counted him out. I, I honestly had to stop watching. I remember you texted in our group chat. You were like, Nate, is there any room for the Raiders bandwagon this season? And I was like, I didn't realize there was a Raiders bandwagon to begin with. Like, that's a thing. Hey, Josh Jacobs looked nice, but we'll get into that a little later. But, man, the, again, like Nate said, it was, it, was, it was a stupid play at the end of the game for the onside kick recovery. The, the Falcons literally just needed to jump on top of the ball, and they didn't. They – like, it – I heard a lot of analysts today saying, like, it just looked like you, they didn't know how to play. And it, it was honestly – it was ridiculous. I'm happy we got the win. I'm not happy the way it happened because, honestly, the, Cow, the Cowboys don't look good. It, this was a game we weren't supposed to win. It, 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 looks, it looks pretty rough right now. Although Dak Prescott, he's, he made history first quarterback, 400 yards and three rushing touchdowns. He only Impressive. had a fumble. Yeah. Yeah, it's only impressive. one fumble, no interceptions, and a passing touchdown. I'm sure in fantasy, everyone did great. If you're mm -hmm. a CD Lamb owner like I am, you did great putting him in the flex spot. Um, again, Amari Cooper's been pretty consistent in the last two games. Yeah, he had – how many points did he have this week? Like 16, 16 something like that? 16, yeah. 16, 16 in, I believe, consecutive weeks too. Um, so, Amari Cooper's been pretty consistent. Like you said, man, Michael Gallup is – kind of that one player that you just don't know about. I'm, yeah. It, it's a little it's a little rough. I feel like I, I kind of saw it happening, but at the same time, I, I didn't think it would happen this soon where C.D. Lamb would be the number two position on that field. And even Dalton Schultz, a tight end I wasn't that high on, is playing pretty impressive. It's going so, off. <laughs> man, I, we, we need a tight end. We, I mean, this, we this need is secondary how, help. That's what we need. Yeah, this is how I feel about Gallup. Life. Yo, I feel like with Gallup, right, you're talking about, like, you didn't know when, like, the drop-off would come. I'm going to wait. Like, I'm still going to keep him on my team. I'm not going to trade him. But I'm going to bench him for, like, two, three weeks, see what happens. And if, like, it's still the same, then I'm going to try and trade him away. Because I just – it's just like there's so many mouths to feed on that offense. And we talked about that in the offseason too. And I was a big, uh, you know, Gallup preacher. I really think he's going to have a great season still. I mean, some of the catches he's made so far have been crazy good catches. But, you know, if you're – yeah, if you're a CD Lamb owner, you're happy. If you're a Mari Cooper owner, I'd say I'm happy. You know, every, pretty much anyone on that uh, offense except for, like, Michael Gallup right now. And then with this Atlanta Falcons offense, I mean, if you're able to get a piece of that offense outside of Todd Gurley, you know, go for it. Because, like, their three receivers have been great so far. Matt Ryan has been superb. You know, it's a great – it's a very fantasy-friendly offense. And uh, people talk about that a lot. 
you want like you want to get a piece of offenses that are fantasy friendly in fantasy football, obviously. So I think if you have the opportunity to get any piece of that Falcons offense outside of Todd Gurley, I want to say that don't get Todd Gurley. Any other, anyone else on that offense, I'd say, you know, go for it. You know, uh, make a trade. Pick, pick, pick up Russell Gage if he's still somehow a free agent in your league. I doubt 100%. he is. Yeah, 100% get Russell Gage. But, uh, yeah, I mean, since we're uh, on the NFC East pretty much, I'll move on to this uh, Rams-Eagles game. Another uh, – I would say a lot of offense in this game as well, at least from the Rams. We saw uh, Tyler Higby. I mean, three touchdowns, uh, five catches, 54 yards. Great game out of him. He had like 28 points. Uh, Cooper Cup, five catches, 81 yards. Pretty solid. Uh, if you're a Cup owner, don't panic. You know, he's, he'll be fine. Uh, Robert Woods had a quiet game, but he still had a, he had a rushing touchdown. So, you know, at least he had that. Uh, don't panic on Woods either. Uh, I think – I know – Cam Akers got hurt, and I think Malcolm Brown also has an injury. So if Daryl Henderson is available in your league, which I doubt he is, but if he is, definitely go pick him up. He had a great game, 12 carries, 81 yards, and one touchdown. Definitely a very big bright spot on that team. And, I mean, the Eagles have just been looking abysmal so far. I know that makes uh, Cowboys fans very happy. Uh, you know, don't really worry about the uh, Giants and Washington football team. Uh, and I'm really – honestly, I'm not even going to blame it on the wide receiver of this team it's just Wentz is not playing good I mean 242 yards zero touchdown then two picks is just bad I mean one rushing touchdown you know whatever but like throwing wise he's just like not good uh Miles Sanders uh first week back week two he didn't play week one uh 20 carries 95 yards and a touchdown with three catches for 36 yards already uh off to a good start for this uh this season for Miles Sanders. Hopefully he finishes as a top eight running back so I could get a free steak dinner out of Nate Ackerman. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot else from that uh, Eagles offense, obviously, with the uh, poor play by Wentz. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, really, these, the Rams team is looking really good so far, looking like that 2018 team. So hopefully they can keep it up. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the uh, Rams and Eagles game? Yeah, uh, for me, I think there were a couple takeaways that I would actually uh, – I would kind of pump the brakes on what you were saying a little bit, uh, especially on that Henderson thing. Uh, Malcolm Brown, he did get injured, but it was a finger injury, and it was pretty late in the game. Uh, Henderson already did look pretty good beforehand, but this is definitely a split backfield without Cam Akers. And when Cam Akers comes back, it's 100% like a three-way split. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's no way that you can predict who's going to score a touchdown. The, the goal line work looks about the same for both Henderson and Brown here uh, with, I think, a slight edge even going to Brown if he, uh, if he plays. And, I mean, obviously this backfield in general is going to do very well in fantasy, but not knowing who's going to be the one that's going to get the lead duties week by week uh, not the best look. It's kind of like the 49ers backfield last year. You never really knew who, who was going to pop off that uh, like week to week. So there weren't really any viable starters. Uh, I would kind of group this Rams team into that same lineup. And personally, I wouldn't be going out of my way to pick up any of these running backs. Um, but yeah, for Philadelphia, no bright spots here except Miles Sanders coming back from injury. I think any Miles Sanders owners uh, should be very pleased with this because it seemed like he was still quick. It seemed like he was still agile. He looked like Miles Sanders, you know, so that injury obviously wasn't impeding him much. Uh, it looked like they definitely made a good move by keeping him out week one, uh, letting him rest a little bit, letting him recover from his injury and uh, be 100% in this game and hopefully for the rest of the season, uh, which is something that's definitely good in a week where everyone got injured. So uh, it's good to see that someone actually got healthy this week. But that's pretty much my only takeaways there. Jared Goff looked pretty good, uh, but – 
Jared Goff is still a little too inconsistent for my liking. Dorian, what did you think of this game? I haven't heard from an Eagles fan in about 24 hours. I'm a little concerned. Um, it, they, they've just been really quiet. I mean, listen, Car- I like Carson Wentz, or I did, and then Eagles fans forced me to hate him. So I just have to call it as I see it. Carson Wentz is not playing good at all. He had, like Ryan mentioned, he had 242 yards passing, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. That That's not going to cut it. That's not going to win games. Um, I honestly, I don't think he's a viable fantasy starter at this point, especially the, I mean, the, yeah, the Rams are a good team, but I, I just don't, I don't see it from them. And he gave, he gave up the game against the Washington football team. Like that, that's not a quarterback you want to be starting Um, like you guys mentioned the Rams backfield, I'm not that high on the Rams right now in their backfield because I don't I don't favor any of the running backs. I don't like Malcolm Brown all that much. Um I don't I don't like any of the running backs because like you guys said, it's a split backfield. So I I'm not I'm not too high on them. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I don't expect this type of production from them. I expect it to go even higher actually. I think that they'll have better seasons. Robert Woods had I think like he had only he did well, not have much production. Catch, yeah, he had, he, had, catches, he had two catches for 14 yards. yards. And, a, and he had a rushing touchdown. Cooper Cup had five for 81. I, I actually expect the numbers to go up. And Tyler Higby, I think, is a viable fantasy tight end. If you're looking for a fantasy tight end, I doubt he's available, but he, he's a guy that I would go for. He's not available. He was a he was a mid round pick this year. Oh yeah. But uh, if you if you could trade so. for him, if you could trade for him though, that, yeah. could, that that could be a solid trade target. Maybe wait until he has one down week and then go for a buy low kind of thing. On yeah, him. yeah, right. yeah. Definitely a smart idea. Uh, instead of just going through each game, because obviously three of us here, if we went through each game, we'd be here for like an hour and a half probably. Wait, can I can I pick a game? Yeah, here? I pick go a game. ahead. All we'll right, pick right, we'll right. pick one more I, game and then we'll just run through like fantasy stats and all. All right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a game that I. Loved while actually no, but we'll talk about a couple more. There were a couple more interesting ones that I definitely want to get to. Uh, not not every game, obviously, uh, but one game that I loved watching, uh, just from a football perspective and a fantasy perspective, was this Jaguars Titans game. Uh, two teams that uh, you know the Titans were an unlikely Intrumania. story last year, for real. <laughs> but the the Titans were an unlikely story last year. The Jaguars are looking like an unlikely story this year. Uh, who actually held their own against the Titans could have easily won that game if not for a. Uh, a really weird fluky end where a tipped pass at the line turned into an interception uh, from Minshew. But fantasy-wise, this Jaguars offense is looking like it might just be a pot of gold. Like, this might just be, like, what you guys just walked into on the waiver wire or with late-round picks. I know, personally, I had a late-round pick of Gardner and Minshew. Um, that's looking like a really good pick right now, just someone who's an insurance option for whoever my number one QB is. Um and James Robinson is someone who I actually traded for after someone picked him up in week one because I didn't have a good waiver priority. And this kid looks like the real deal. I don't know how he went undrafted, but he looks better than Fournette ever looked in that offense. He does. He looks agile. He looks like he's getting to the hole. He has good vision. Uh, just watching this game, I was really, I was quite enthralled with how he was running. Um, yeah, I, I want to bring out my, uh, my boy who Nate and I called a sleeper uh, going into the draft. 
and you know so far has put up decent fantasy uh, production. Uh, Lavishka Chanel Jr. Uh, it looks like they're using him. They want to use him in the rushing game, which is a good sign. You know, a bit of a versatility mix. Uh, he had five rushes for 37 yards, and then uh, in the air he had three catches for 35 yards. Nothing crazy, but still, you know, the fact that they want to use him in the offense. I he could be a sleeper for the rest of the season. You know, maybe uh, later on uh, mid season he could be a solid flex option. I have him on a. In one of in my big uh my big money league, I have him uh, stashed away on my bench because you know never know he could end up breaking out and uh, being a solid like flex wide receiver three. You know, yeah, hundred percent. He could be a guy similar to how they used Debo Samuel last year too. Yeah, using him in the run game, using him in the pass game. Yeah, if you if you see a good matchup here with a bad def- like with a team that has some bad defensive backs, I think uh, Lavisca Chenault could definitely be a guy that you could get. Uh, you know, like a one week kind of dart throw. Uh, see if he'll put up some really good numbers that week in the flex. Uh, and then for the Titans, you know, Ryan Tannehill looks consistent. Four touchdowns, no picks is awesome. Uh, and Johnny Smith went off this week. Johnny Smith was on a lot of – I didn't personally mention him. I don't know if Ryan did or Dorian uh, when we were covering, like, sleepers and stuff. But he was a sleeper that you heard his name being thrown around all the time from the fantasy community. And uh, it looks like that might be coming true here. He had a long touchdown. He had another touchdown shorter. Uh, and he just looked like a really effective tight end. And anyone who has John W. Smith uh, definitely is happy right now. And this is a guy who actually could be available on a couple waiver wires here and there in some less deep leagues. So definitely pick him up if he is available in your league. Oh, yeah, 100%. John Smith Smith, uh, definitely a good uh, pickup. Uh, one, a few guys I want to highlight uh you know had great games uh one guy josh allen looked uh incredible against the dolphins we he was on our uh, must start for this week and uh if you started him you're very happy which uh includes me because i have him in my big league he had 417 yards and four touchdowns very very good game from josh allen uh another guy uh in the league that have had a very good week and i think the highest scoring uh out of all players is free aaron jones free hashtag free aaron jones even though he is freed already but we still say free aaron jones just because give aaron Aaron jones every touch on the packers offense i don't want anyone else to get the ball no it's aaron jones versus the world okay 18 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns, and in the air, four catches for 68 yards and one touchdown. Incredible game from Aaron Jones. I was very happy because I have him in my big league paired up with Josh Allen. So right there already, that was like 80 points just from two players alone. So I was extremely happy with that. Uh, This Colts-Vikings game, uh, Vikings look terrible. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked terrible, but Jonathan Taylor, just like we said, is going to be an RB2 for the entire year. Great game out of him. 26 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown. And uh, I said low I said low RB1. I think low RB1 hey, is fully, I'm, hey, in, we're just, fully in the We're talking up Jonathan Taylor. Hey, this is the Jonathan Taylor fan club right now, all right? We stand Jonathan Taylor. He had a great game, all right? Uh, another guy that actually, uh, you know, is kind of flying under the radar for people uh, in terms of tight end is uh, Mo Ali Cox since, uh, you know, what's it? Uh, Jack Doyle was injured. Mo Ali Cox had five catches for 111 yards. You know, if Jack Doyle is still hurt after this week, I wouldn't – I wouldn't be opposed going uh, going out there and maybe picking him up for like, a, you know, could be a sneaky waiver wire pickup, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, Ravens absolutely uh, destroyed the Texans. Not much there. Uh, Chargers with a surprising start 
of Justin Herbert at game time. And he actually didn't look bad. You know, obviously, Nate and I have bashed Justin Herbert many times on this show. But, you know, credit to him. He went out there with confidence, threw for 300 yards and a touchdown, did have a uh, ugly interception. But, you know, he's a rookie. It's expected for something like that to happen. And the fact that he, he and the Chargers put up a fight against one of the – one of, if not the best team in the league, is very, very impressive. I think the future is bright for Justin Herbert and this team. Uh, look, offense looked – pretty good uh got the ball to Allen and Henry which I like and Austin Eckler did have a good game so you know maybe Nate and I will be wrong about Eckler maybe he could survive in this backfield with Josh Kelly who also actually go ahead okay can I yeah so with Eckler I think that the key to this offense actually is getting the ball to Eckler I think for them to be successful on offense they're realizing now they have to get the ball to Eckler on short game passes uh, and I think that Herbert gets that. Tyrod Taylor has never been a guy who checks down a lot. If you go back to his time with the Bills, he was not a big check down guy because his check down option was essentially just running for a couple of yards and getting out of bounds. Uh, that's why they call him T-Mobile. But as long as they keep starting Herbert, I don't know what's happening with uh, Tyrod Taylor's chest pains. Uh, that's a scary situation where he had to go to the hospital there. Uh, hopefully he gets better quickly from that. You never want to see something like that. Um, but Justin Herbert, if he keeps starting, I think absolutely puts uh, Eckler right back into RB1 status. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, with Herbert, I think he will definitely be an RB1. And Josh Kelly is actually looking really good for this team. So he could also end up maybe being like a flex low-end RB2. We'll see what happens there. Uh, that Patriots-Seahawks game was a great, great game. Cam Newton is looking great. And credit to Dorian. He's the one who said that Cam was going to be good this season. I doubted it. But he Cam's proven me wrong, and I'm kind of happy about it because that game, he was very fun to watch. Uh, Russell Wilson, hear me out. I think Russell Wilson's winning MVP this year. I, I think, I think you, you I think you're going to. You guys right. say free Aaron Jones. I say let Russ cook because that's what they needed. They mm-hmm. needed Russell Wilson to go off the way he did, and it was reported in the offseason. Russell Wilson said, "Give me the keys to this offense," and it's it's paying off a hundred percent. Oh, it 100% is. I mean, five touchdowns last night. Outside of that uh, one interception in the very beginning, he looked amazing last night. You know, hopefully we keep seeing more of this. And, I mean, talk about, like, this offense just spreading the ball. You know, five different – all he didn't throw – he only threw one – touch. he threw one touchdown to five different players. I mean, that's just – that's superb. So, I think, I think if Russ keeps this up, he's going to win MVP this year. But we'll see what happens, obviously, yeah. early in the season. Uh, Nate, you got anything else you want to say about these uh, games? Yes. Uh, so, y'all just heard Dorian say that Russ said that he wanted the keys to the offense. That's what he got. He's got the keys. He's ready. He's got the keys. He's got <laughs> he, the keys. He, he's hey. ready to take over that offense. Uh, if you guys want, please go listen to the episode where me and Dorian gushed about Cam Newton for like a fucking hour. Like, I could cut that out. I don't know if I'm going to cut that hey, out. Hey, watch but the it language. Was, it, it, was, <laughs> it was an hour of us just talking about Cam Newton and how he's going to be good with the Patriots. Uh, that looked absolutely true. You know, that last play was unfortunate. The oh, that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't Cam's fault. It, that no, was it ter- wasn't. He was tr- it was a terrible play yeah. call. The, the, and the O-line also did not block the yeah. right gaps they were supposed they to. They ran it like three other times at the goal I line. I know. It was, just, yeah. it was just a mess. Not a good decision there. But I got to highlight, Russell Wilson's deep ball is absurd. Did like, you see that catch DK Metcalf had on Stephon Gilmore? Did you Did you see the David Moore catch? Yeah, I saw where that too. Where he swung his leg around the pylon. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that before. I've never seen anyone catch it, but their leg outside and pull it back in for a toe tap. That was nuts. <laughs> 
absolutely great, crazy game. Great, great Sunday night matchup. Uh, Dory, you got anything you want to say about that game? Stephon Gilmore and DK Metcalf were going at it. Yeah, they, they were. There, there was a fight on the sidelines. They, they were going at each other, but I love the competition. Those two, DK Metcalf, second-round receiver in the draft. But, man, I, I love seeing Sunday night football. Um, yeah, I mean, Cam, Cam Newton's my guy. You guys know that. I, I love what I'm seeing from Cam. Last week it was a little bit ugly. I was like, eh, I don't know. This week, Cam looks like he got the keys to the offense. He he looks like – yeah, Nate, pull out the keys again. He looks amazing right now. Can't, and this is, this is the second most highest yards he's put up in a game. The, fir- the first two times he did it was in his rookie season in back-to-back games. Ever since then, he hasn't even touched close – to 400 yards, and he had 397 yards. I, I'm i honestly excited to see what he does for the rest of the season. Hate the Pats, but I'm excited for Cam. Hey, I mean, Cam has the keys, but I got the key. So I got the key to the offense, okay? Key to my fantasy offense. But, uh, you know, with that, with our uh, Sunday recap, uh, we'll move on to our final segment of today, uh, talking about previewing this uh, Monday night football matchup, which should be a fun one. We have the New Orleans Saints. And the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Nate, as a Raiders fan, I'll let you start off on this one. Uh, give give us some of your uh, input and thoughts on uh, tonight's matchup. All right. So my feeling here is that this is going to be a shootout. Uh, I'm not going to give my prediction because obviously if I predict something, it's going to be biased either way. Um, but I think this is going to be a shootout. I think the Raiders defense looked pretty bad against the Panthers, especially considering that the Panthers have a relatively like low firepower offense. Uh, going against the Saints offense, even without Michael Thomas, uh, just trying to guard Kamara and Drew Brees, who's still very talented. That's definitely going to be a lot of points. But the Raiders offense looked like they were clicking. Henry Ruggs looked really good. Waller's been looking good. Josh Jacobs has been looking insane. So I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's just going to come down to who can score more points. Well, obviously, that's any game. But I think it's whoever come- <laughs> Whoever scores more points tonight will win the yeah. game. <laughs> big right there big brain prediction. Big whoever, brain prediction. Whoever scores Maine. more. But yeah. it's going to just come down to whichever team has the higher octane offense. Because uh, the Saints defense, I honestly don't think they're going to do a good job containing Josh Jacobs here. You know, and this is a run-heavy team. Uh, I think if the Raiders can slow down the pace so that the Saints can't put up a ton of points on them, then this could be close. You know, I hope you're right about Josh Jacobs because I'm in a league and my opponent doesn't have anyone left. I have Josh Jacobs and I'm down by 10. I'm very confident oh, you, he's going to score good. more. Than, I'm very confident he's going to score more than 10. But obviously, like, obviously, we don't know. I want to win. So, you know, hopefully, uh, Josh Jacobs, please get more than 10 points. I'm, you know, believing in you. And I think he will. Uh, my take on tonight's game, I think Saints are going to win. I think I, it could, it's either going to be a shootout or it's just going to be the Saints absolutely, like, pounding on you guys and just absolutely destroying you guys. I think there are a lot of very good uh, starts tonight in this matchup because of the lack of defense. You know, I, with Michael Thomas's injury, I think Emmanuel, Smith. I think I think Emmanuel Sanders is a must start tonight. Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith too is a, is a sneaky start. Uh, obviously, you're starting Alvin Kamara. Latavius Murray could be a sneaky one as well. And on this Raiders side of the ball, obviously, if you have Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, you're starting them. Uh, Henry Ruggs could be a sneaky flex play. He had some flashes uh, week one. If it wasn't for getting uh, – is he playing tonight or is he hurt? He was upgraded to questionable tonight, but he's most likely going to go. 
Okay, so I think, you know, obviously there's injury concern, but uh, if Henry, you know, Henry Ruggs could be a sneaky play in deeper leagues, so definitely look out for that. Uh, another, that's one of my buy-low candidates for uh, the season right now. So if you're able to get uh, Henry Ruggs, I think definitely go out there and get him for the right price, obviously. Uh, other than that, you know, right, uh, outside of that, Derek Carr is like an average play. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is either going to be a very big shootout, which I hope it is because though they're always entertaining at all hell, or it's going to be, you know, very one-sided to the Saints or – who knows, maybe one-sided to the Raiders. We'll see what happens. I But uh, final score predictions, or I can't even give a final score. I just got the Saints winning this one in a shootout. Uh, Dorian, what do you think about this one before we sign off? I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, too. I actually have the Raiders winning this game. I think – and, and I see Nate smiling. But, yeah, I think I think the Raiders have this one. I've, I like what I saw from them last week, Josh Jacobs running the ball and Darren Waller getting involved. Then we saw Henry Ruggs just take just taking deep passes from Derek Carr down the field. I I loved watching it. They're they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. Um, the only thing, like Ryan said, defense is questionable um, on both on both teams. Really, I I'm not I'm not a huge fan of what I've seen from the two defenses. But it's it's only been one week, so we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I have the Raiders winning. Um, it'll be close, but it'll be high scoring. Hey, hopefully we get a uh, entertaining matchup tonight. But uh, with that, just about wraps up our episode for today. I hope everyone uh, enjoyed this uh, recap we did and the preview for tonight's game. Uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get this one out before the game tonight. But if not, uh, hopefully you enjoy our uh, recap or our preview after the game. You know, it's a little something different, but it is what it is. Uh, guys, you got anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh, not really. I, I think that we, I think we've been talking for a while, you know, I think that everyone's gotten their fair share. My voice, Ryan's voice, Dorian's voice, you know, uh, we've all been heard. We've all made our predictions known. Uh, and we got, we got the, we got the thing over there, you know, the, the, Timothy, the, the, Timothy, the Timothy, the wacky waving inflatable tube guy. That's Timothy, what, that's, the wacky waving inflatable that's what the book, tube guy. That's what the book says. So, you know, yeah, that's but, what uh, Dorian, what you got to finish us off? Um, not much. I'm I'm satisfied. You know, it's a victory Monday. It was uh, an ugly victory, but it's a victory Monday nonetheless. True. Uh, win the win. Russ and Cam have the keys to the offense. Uh, Ryan has what he calls the key. The key. And okay. It is the the key to every offense in the league. All right. And, if I say something, they do it. That's how it works out here. And I mean, I need, I need the Raiders. I need the whole Raiders offense to go off. That's also why I predicted them. I need Darren Waller to go off in one league, and I need Josh Jacobs to go off in our fantasy league, so I can go two and zero and call it a day. Hey, oh, I by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm going Jacob. off. I'm popping off in our podcast fantasy league. Just Nate, want everyone to know, I have not lost. Just want everyone to know, I have not lost in a single Nate, fantasy league. I'm two and zero in seven leagues. in every league, Nate. You're seven not, leagues. I don't care. All right, enough of that. Enough out of your boys. Uh, with that, I want to thank everyone for tuning in today and listening to our episode. Like always, the support is much appreciated by all three of us. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe and listen to our past episodes as well. And go drop a follow on our Instagram at QF Podcast. We post uh, fun content on there and uh, fantasy updates for all y'all. But uh, with that, I want to thank everyone for listening once again, and we'll see you guys next time.